there, again, there are many different um, people and organizations working on pieces of the puzzle. But it, but it's to me the, the the truly exciting thing is how do you take these things that matter so much to the world at large and try to have a concerted, modern uh, effort around it, which is I think what we're talking about what what is actually composes the modern way of doing this that hopefully is an accelerant uh, to the to the entire process. Welcome back to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and innovators reimagining the future of health. I'm your host, Logan Plaster. John Miller is best known for being a former CEO of AOL, head of digital media at News Corp, and chief executive of the media powerhouse IAC. With all that experience in media, Mr. Miller might seem like an interesting choice for the Startup Health Board of Directors, which he joined recently. After all, on the board, he joins the likes of Toby Cosgrove, whose pedigree as the former head of Cleveland Clinic needs little explanation. Obviously, John Miller's experience in business, finance, and media has been vast, but how does that translate to health moonshots, these audacious goals that guide investments here at Startup Health? To find out, I called him up for a chat. Specifically, I wanted to know what tools of media could be used to speed up health innovation and help startups bring their solutions to market more successfully. What I learned was that many of the advancements and opportunities that John has seen in media over the last couple decades, advancements in consumerism and community, are absolutely core to improving health in scalable digital ways. But I'll let John explain that vision and why he's more excited than ever to support a global army of health tech entrepreneurs, this band of like-minded founders we call health transformers. Stick around. Kind of what I want to start with is that you've been in digital media a long time. Um, the platforms change, the strategies change, but in many ways, it feels like the more things change, the more they stay the same. And so given your experience, I'm curious what you've seen as a through line of your professional life as it pertains to digital media? Well, it's a great question because we are probably in, in, um, in terms of digital media, we're probably, I guess, in the, like the third wave, uh, I would say, of, 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 of the industry and of the experience. So, it, so it's a great question. Um, I think one of the big things that has changed is in some ways the democratization of it, um, where now we have the so-called creator economy and the ability for anybody to be an influencer who chooses to be and can get a following and there are platforms uh, that enable that. So that, that is definitely a big change. Um, though, there, though, to your point, there were iterations of this before. There were blogs. There still are. There were vlogs, if you, if you like, and, and there still are. So it, it is, in that sense, iterative. Just to keep balancing the two, I think one of the biggest changes in, in digital media specifically is the rise of video and how video has become in some ways uh, a dominant form of consumption. Uh, another that is um, more of a through line is that it really is about um, how you relate to a specific audience and how you uh, term in the, in the sector is how you feed the beast, what, what, you're giving, what you're giving that audience on a regular basis. And that is in some ways unique to digital media. On the other hand, that's what television is and has been. It's, it's been, a, you know, for the most part, um, a daily experience. And, and certainly the news business has always been. So I, I do think there are some, th some things that change and some things that evolve and some things that remove. And one of the big things is how it, it, it is, it's really about how well you relate to a specific audience. Uh, are, are there elements to, you know, today's trends in digital media that excite you? I mean, I, part of it is just a wave you have to ride and figure out what the next strategy is. 
And part of it is really opening up new doors. You mentioned democratization. What elements of that make you optimistic for the future? Well, um, I th- one of the things that excites me, and I spent a, I spent a lot of time on, um, have spent, continue to, um, is around the interaction of community and, and the creation of, of content, which I, I think relates very much to startup health. Um, so it's you know, co- where there's collaborative innovation, where there's community underneath everything, and, and the community is active participant uh, in what is produced in one form or another, as opposed to just a, uh, a passive consumer of something produced by others. And I think that is a, a, um, a, a, an evolution and I think continues to, to grow. And if you follow such things um, as Web3, and as it's so-called, and I don't know how much I should use terms of, uh, of the moment here, but um, it's really about community um, engagement and community involvement and community ownership in what's produced. So it, it, is, it is, in my view, another wave that we're about to experience. Well, you mentioned Startup Health, so it's a good segue. We're having this conversation because uh, you are on Startup Health's board and we want to introduce you yeah. to our broader audience. Uh, how, did you, how did you come upon Startup Health? How did you get introduced to the idea of supporting health innovators globally after a long career in digital media? Yeah, so um, I've, as you said, I've been in digital media for quite some time and, and also an investor in, in this and related sectors, uh, digital media and related sectors. Which is really as it as it evolved for me personally about innovation, about collaboration, about how you grow and scale companies, and all those things um, became applicable when I when I met uh, the folks at Startup Health and Steve and Unity, um, whom I was introduced to by another of our um, distinguished uh, board members, Esther Dyson, um, when I was uh, talking to her some time ago of my interest in this specific area around. Um, around health and health innovation and whether or not some of the lessons um, that I thought were generally permeating a lot of the rest of the world in terms of innovation and collaboration and community um, that were not yet as evident, it seemed to me, in the health sector yeah. and, and the health development sector. And then Esther you know, agreed and she said there's a place where that might be, uh, be occurring. And that's what I... Yeah, I wonder if you could share any specifics. So you mentioned some of the strategies you've seen work in, in media and elsewhere and like, let's apply it in health. And we're sort of talking generally about how Startup Health is trying to apply collaborative methods and community. But I wonder if you could use any, any case study examples, anything you've seen work in the world and how you'd like to see that in health as well. Well, I think one of the, one of the things is just making people aware, and in this case, people can be a community or it can be the you know, relevant companies and parties who, who are directly working in it. Um, because many, many times um, people are unaware of, you know, as, as the expression goes, what the right hand and the left hand are doing. In this case, it could be something in, in India and something in Mexico and something in the United States. And so, you know, media is, is really um, historically very good at surfacing uh, these things and um, putting them in a, in, a, in a common place where they can be understood and accessed together. And, and I think that that's really one of the, one of the parallels that I would draw, uh, because I think in a, in a collaborative world, the first underlying thing is, is, you know, who's doing what, and then what makes yeah. the most sense to try to work together on. Yeah. And yeah. So how do you find that out? And, and, and some of the, the more traditional ways, a journal or something like that, a, you know, a medical journal, very slow process. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and so while extraordinarily helpful overall, it's, it's, it's not going to increase the pace at which the, these 
these developments occur. Got it. Aware- and media, in my belief, can. Yeah, awareness is key. You have to know uh, what's going on around the world. We've experienced that firsthand. Um, is there a an area of health? Is there a health moonshot that you're particularly passionate about? Well, um, first of all, I'm passionate about the idea of moonshots. So I think that, I, and that's one of the things that attracted me to to, to start up health even before there, it was articulated. So I, so I should just back up one second and say I was an early investor um, in startup health. Um, I'd have to check the number of years, but it's got to be close to double digits at this point. So um, quite early on. Um, and even then, even though we didn't articulate it in the way we do now, we were, you know, we were talking about these kind of moonshots um, and um, as the real future of what, of what we were trying to accomplish. And so um, that, that idea itself excites me because I think, there, again, there are many different um, people and organizations working on pieces of the puzzle. But, it, but it's to me, the, the, the truly exciting thing is how do you take these things that matter so much to the world at large? And try to have a concerted, modern uh, effort around it, which is, I think, what we're talking about what it, what is actually composes the modern way of doing this. That hopefully is an accelerant uh, to the to the entire process. So, with that, um, that that's what excited me fundamentally. My own personal interests are, are things that that tend to be in I'll call it the wellness space. And as I uh, get a little bit older, I'm, I'm interested in longevity too. <laughs> it's funny how you. Uh, you find yourself interested in that topic as uh, time goes on. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I think, and actually in long, in longevity science, if you, it's an area you follow, you know, the, the advances, it feels like we are just on the precipice of an amazing series of advances um, in, in that regard. And it's really a way of approaching um, in some ways uh, 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 many different diseases uh, and, and obviously on life, but, but that's, those are areas of personal interest. Um, but again, the thing that, that to me is most exciting of all is the process and, and, and the idea of, of how you focus on these moonshots. What are your thoughts, given your expertise in media and digital media, on how we can really push to the next level? Let's say that we've just done version one of um, uh, bringing media tools to health innovation uh, to really take that to the next level and say, look, the first step is awareness. It's global awareness. We got to know what everyone's working on in order to collaborate. Yeah. So how do we take that initiative to the next level in your mind? Yeah, great question. I, I think, again, I'll, I'll use the word modern again, that, and the tools and the platforms continue to uh, rapidly evolve in, in the media and I'll call it collaboration sector. Um, as well as the you know, hard science areas. So both of those are continuing to evolve um, at the same time. And I think, you know, we've seen um, the rise of new platforms such as uh, TikTok um, as a consumer use at an extraordinary fast pace. I mean, if you just look at the adoption curve um, of kind of the layers of technology that have happened um, at a consumer level, um, it, it's just, it's, it's increasing. So, um, the ability to introduce and have people adopt the relevant tech for collaboration, for example, I think is greater than ever. And that's something that we should really foster. The, the second is, and this is an interesting thing. If you look at the history of the industry, it used to be that the greatest technology was in some ways military that then filtered to corporate that, that then filtered to the consumer. Hmm. Um, I, I can't comment extensively on the military area. It's not, it's not my area, but, 
it's no longer true that the enterprise, if you will, gets, gets better technology and better technology first than the consumer. Mm. For example, the enterprise version of the iPhone is the iPhone. <laughs> Um, and, you know, and that was not true in, in 10 years ago, you know, it would have been the enterprise version of something was the heavyweight, um, you know, more fully featured kind, kind of experience and use cases. And the consumer was a watered down version of that. That's mm. not true anymore, as I was saying. So the consumer versions of things are um, now as good as anything else in many cases. And what's important about that is that means everybody can have, have that in their possession yeah. and, and, and use it. So I think the more that we can encourage the adoption of these broad platforms and use them for the kinds of purposes that, that are relevant to, to startup health and its companies, that's a real key. Yeah. Because those versions now are as good as anything anywhere. You, you mentioned TikTok specifically and just the, the power of the vir virality of that platform and that type yeah. of platform. Um, I'll tell you, you know, I speak with founders every day. They're pretty intimidated by the idea of, of diving into a platform like that and trying to speak a whole new language and I wonder if in your position as an advisor or an investor, if you've got any words of wisdom to a founder who's maybe uh, intimidated, not just about TikTok, but about sort of modern digital media in general and just wrapping their heads around a whole new language every few years. Yeah, well, um, actually, the, the end of your question is an interesting coda, which is every few years because it does continue to evolve. So. Um, that, that is a part of this, that it just as soon as you get the hang of one thing, um, there's another uh, platform and set of tools. Um, and, and so it, it does raise the question of what, what, where do you place your bets, uh, you know, kind of thing. And, and that's, that's a perfectly legitimate question. Um, I don't know if TikTok is yet the greatest uh, collaboration platform for the kind of thing that, that we're talking about. Um, though it certainly is that the, they, they've understood virality in a way that is different than, than the other media platforms. And, and that is worth noting and, and, and taking stock of as, as we think about things. Um, but what they have done that in addition to that, that's so, in my view, you know, brilliant. I'm not here to be a shill for, for, for TikTok, but we have to recognize what's going on is they've created, and this goes to another part of your question, they've created a set of tools that are actually very easy for people to understand and use uh, for that purposes of that platform um, that relate around to you know, video, music, and other you know, forms of, 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 of popular uh, um, uh, um, consumption. And they've done that very, very well. So I think, and this goes to my point about what's now in the hands of the consumers. So I think you know, it's up to us to identify the right tool sets uh, we can encourage the adoption of by the startup health community that will further uh, enhance uh, collaboration. And I would say that's something that we're you know, actively engaged in. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I've been exploring myself. We've had a, a few companies sort of hit, um, hit gold with platforms like, um, like TikTok and Reels uh, on Instagram. And it's typically through um, it has to be the right avenue, it, it, whether it's uh, skincare, whether it's, uh, thinking through, you know, vitamin health, um, things that might might resonate more with that community. You, you mentioned a second ago you have a personal interest in longevity, um, in some issues like that. And I wonder if you've thought through, if you could wave a magic wand, uh, if, is there a particular product or platform or type of startup that you would love to see created in the next year or two? Well, okay. So, all right. So I'll, I'll give you a specific answer. I, I, I don't know if, if um, you're, you're a follower of developments in the longevity space, but there's a, 
a scientist uh, at Harvard, David Sinclair, who is one of the leading lights in that. And, and he is coming out very recently with um, kind of um, the framework of the uh, longevity is, is essentially a failure of information processing and capacity between the various systems and cells of the body. And I think that I would not know. I am not a scientist. I am not an authority. But that has the ring of truth. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it, it it's, in my mind, coincident with certain theories that are current in, in physics around, in, in, you know, the information theory of the, of the universe and, and other things. So it just feels really interesting to me. And I'd love to see us uh, kind of, as he's publishing, uh, he's either just, he's starting to talk about it, but I think his formal publishing is about to, to come out. Um, I'd love to see us be at the forefront of that. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Last question for you. Uh, Startup Health just hit our 420th investment. We're really sort of scaling up for this next phase with dedicated moonshots around type 1 diabetes and Alzheimer's. And I wonder what you are most excited about concerning your work on the board here at Startup Health in the next year or so. Yeah, again, I, I think it's what I, what I, uh, I, I gave you one of the area of personal interest, but I think at the startup health level, I'm interested in now, and I think we have the scale of the platform to really um, be in, impactful to, to all of those 440 companies, um, hopefully, and, and many more. And so to me, I'm sort of looking at it at a kind of system level, which is how do, how do we do that? How do, how do I, I work with the team to help uh, make that platform that can, and connector and the convener um, and the information processing going back to a, a, a thought a moment ago of all of that, um, you know, be as effective and, meaning, and impactful as possible. Cause I think we now have a certain scale that allows us to think in those terms. That's awesome. I, I, I love those lessons about communication and about making the world aware of what's going on so that we can really stand on each other's shoulders and move forward faster. So John, yeah. Uh, yeah. Final word. Yeah. I, I you know, it, Anything um, in my experience, but but you know some of the lessons in, in media, which are media by media is designed to scale, right? The, the systems that are media, and so that's again that's that's the way I'm, I'm always looking for and thinking about, and and I think that's what we want to see is 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 scale in a way with with startup help scale in a way that reduces time to effectiveness um, in in the in these key areas. So you know that um, that's that's the way I, I try to contribute. Uh, that's great, John. Wise words. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time with us and excited for what's next for Startup Health. Yeah, well, thank you. And we'll talk again soon. I'm All sure. right, take care. Be well. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. Startup Health invests in health transformers around the world who are dedicated to achieving audacious health moonshots. If you want to learn how you can join this community of entrepreneurs, or if you want to connect with one of our 400 companies, go to StartupHealth.com. If you'd like to learn how you can invest in our Health Moonshot Impact Fund, go to HealthMoonshots.com. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back again with another episode next week.